Today we're going to be discussing the rest of the Star Wars 2023 release slate. Obviously, we've already had one major release with The Bad Batch Season 2. We're about halfway through that. Uh, we've got heaps of stuff coming up for Star Wars, which is what makes this year so exciting. Probably one of the most exciting years in Star Wars in terms of what we're getting. I'll quickly run over the release slate before we get into what we're going to talk about. And just a reminder, we do have social media accounts on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, all under at Coruscant Nights. And we do have a Patreon as well. We've been uploading content on there. The podcasts are being released early there. We'll have exclusive content coming on there as well. Um, so if you want to go support us there, and we already have two Patreons, a big thank you to Ben and Nikita for their support. And we hope to have more of you on there and supporting us throughout our journey. So, The Mandalorian Season 3 is arriving on Disney Plus on March 1st. And then we've got Jedi Survivor coming out on the 28th of April. Star Wars Visions and Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures are both coming out on May the 4th. We don't have an official release date for Ahsoka yet, but it is sometime in July. Similar to Skeleton Crew, except that will be releasing in November. And then throughout the year, we also have the High Republic novelizations being released part of phase two. So, right off the bat, guys, I want to ask you, what is your most anticipated project for 2023? Well, I'm going to be honest here. I think my most anticipated project for 2023 has got to be Ahsoka. I'm just so hopeful that it's going to be a very true-to-the-character show with the brilliant introductions of Thrawn, which I hope they do him justice in terms of the way he was written in Heir to the Empire and how he was portrayed in Rebels. I thought it was really good. And I'm really, really excited to see how Ezra is portrayed in live action. I think that's what I'm most anticipated to see is all the Clone Wars and Rebels characters coming into live action and seeing how they're portrayed. Uh, what about you? Uh, mine is probably going to be the Mandalorian because I don't know much actually about what's happening with Ahsoka, all that stuff you've just said about... Ezra and Thrawn, I actually thought with theories, I didn't know if they had been confirmed or not. Well, I think I think it's partially been confirmed in terms of how Ahsoka was asking for Thrawn in uh, Mando Season 2. I think it's kind of yeah, unanimously I, known. I thought, I, I was pretty certain Thrawn would make an appearance. I wasn't sure if Ezra would be or not. I think, but has he been casted yet? I think he has. There were casting rumours, I think uh, Aman Asfani yeah. might have been rumoured, but there's no actual official announcement about that. I'm assuming we're going to get an announcement at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, very soon, so yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I was saying, Mandalorian, mainly just because, um, well, we've already seen the first two seasons, I'm just really excited to see where they're going, and yeah, those clips, trailers that have been released, it's looking really good so far. I'm going to change direction uh, from my two friends beside me. I'm I am most excited for Jedi Survivor. Mm. I absolutely loved Jedi Fallen Order. I've replayed it many times and I've just fallen in love with not only the story, but just the character Cal Kestis. He's by far my favourite character in Star Wars. I think the journey he goes on and his ability to survive and be so passionate about restoring the Jedi is just so empowering and I'm really excited to see where they take his story in uh, the second installation. Um, I have a question for you, Cooper. Yeah, okay. So in terms of you said Cal Kestis is your, one of your favourite Star Wars characters, would you be interested in 
possibly seeing him in a future Mandalorian season or even a future live-action Star Wars project? Well, it's funny you say that because, yes, I would, and the actor could definitely translate mm. across from the game to the to the, to the screen. Yeah. But I remember when Obi-Wan Kenobi came out, there was actually mm. a lot of rumours that Cal Kestis would show up in that because it's Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order and the Obi-Wan Kenobi show were set around the same time. And I was really hopeful for that because, you know, it'd be cool to see uh, a character like Cal Kestis in that series. But, you know, if it's going to take some time for him to show up, then I'm completely fine with that. I'm fine with whatever uh, happens to as, him. As long as they do him justice. As I, long I as believe. they do him justice. Yeah. I think he's been written correctly, and I don't think they jeopardise his character that they've built uh, for, you know, like, just a throw-in character. Yeah, I was just going to say, I would have also, like you said, been really cool if he was in Obi-Wan. Yeah, um, and... Obviously, that was Obi Wan's story. He, J- Cal Kestis didn't need to be in that, but you know, it would have been would have been cool to see. I think maybe the only possible introduction you could have done um, with Cal Kestis and Obi Wan is probably instead of having that Navi, or what was it, Navi uh, in the first episode? Yeah, instead of that yeah. Jedi kind of instead of killing off a random Jedi survivor, having huh, typical because it's the name of the <laughs> game, but um, having Cal Kestis kind of show up and then Obi Wan sends him away. And it's kind of like a funny interaction because you won't really understand. Like, they're both kind of, they're completely different characters. But then again, they're both beloved characters now in Star Wars. So it would be interesting if it happened. I agree. I think in terms of the story that was told in Jedi, uh, Jedi Fallen Order and how that would relate to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I, I don't think it would have worked. I think given that they're similar, in a similar time frame and what both of the characters go through, it's almost... Similar, it is similar. Obviously, Obi Wan's helping, like the the small group of rebels, and also obviously trying to get Leia back to Alderaan. And Cal Kestis is trying to, uh, you know, get the holocron for the for the force sensitive younglings. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's very similar. They both end up on Nur and fighting these Inquisitors and fighting Vader, and it's all very similar their stories. So, Mm. I I just think maybe them kind of showing up together wouldn't have been the most logical thing. Yeah. yeah. But again, I look forward to seeing him in... I, I, I assume he's going to eventually show up in a live-action series. All right, so... That I've, cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. I've got an interesting question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just briefly mentioned our most anticipated uh, Star Wars medias for this year. How about your least anticipated? I have a funny feeling we're all going to have a very similar thought on this question oh yeah it'll be interesting to see what you guys mine, say though. mine i'm not really excited for visions visions yeah i would agree with you visions and probably for me um young jedi adventures primarily really yeah, yeah well primarily because i don't think it's really tailored to my kind of style of star wars like yeah. under- it's kind of, it's like i understand that star wars as a whole is very um family friendly and child friendly and stuff but we haven't really had the opportunity to have a more mature content show or even movie. Like, Andor had mature themes and character developments and real issues for people in real life, but there hasn't been as much graphic content, I would say. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of... I'll, I'll probably give it a watch and see what it's all about, but I'm just not really keen to see kind of where it goes and I'm not I'm not I'm not excited for it yeah well I'm, I'm not really interested in that show either I highly doubt if I'll even watch it mm. to be honest I'll just make a note on the Young Jedi adventures I feel like because we all like Marvel stuff as well but I feel like this show could be very similar to the I Am Groot series 
it's not going to be like the most popular series. It's not going to oh, be yeah. the one that grabs everyone's attention. But it could just be like a cutesy little thing that, you know, explores the Jedi a little more. I'm not 100% sure what it's about. I'm pretty sure it's animated. I know it's yeah, tailored it towards kids, but, mm-hmm. you know, it could it could be a surprise. You, don't know, know. you know what almost I would uh, substitute instead of having your own Jedi Adventures or an animation style differently? You know what I would do? Because mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed the other ones. A Lego, Lego style oh, yeah. Jedi adventure because <sighs> no, no, that would be cool. Because I know us here are very controversial opinions about um the sequel trilogy, as we said in episode one, but um of our podcast, um just a just a plug, um <laughs> but also you know how they did the um Lego projects after it was all kind of set after Rise of Skywalker and had yeah. even Ray and Finn kind of it had some weird weird development through Lego and I thought that was kind of funny how they kind of did that so I would have probably preferred a more kiddie comedic style because if they're going to do that because I've seen I think there's set photos of Jedi young um the young Jedi series with a, a little Yoda and random yeah. random Jedi so it's just kind of like it just kind of looks a bit too it looks way too childish for me and and just to the level of almost like under the age of 10 kind of content. Yeah, it probably is for that, so, you know, yeah, it's I good guess. for the kids, I suppose. Yeah. Just bringing you back to Visions, it, nothing against the first season of Visions. Mm. I think it was, I think it was a different take on Star Wars. There were some episodes that were really good. It just wasn't, sorry. I was just going to breach and say, Ronan, the Ronan, the Ronan episode was so good. That was pretty Right, good. yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but just, it's probably not our collective kind of, story or like presentation that we want to see from Star Wars it's always good to see something different and there were some great episodes like I said before but there are a lot more that just didn't really tailor to our likings and if season 2 is going to be anything different I know they're getting uh, different sort of animators just like outside of Japan as well which is cool Uh, so it could be interesting to see we might get uh, more unique stories with different characters uh, which is always good to see so I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but for the moment, I think we're all in agreement that it could be not, not the not the most anticipated thing. In fact, it's yeah, like we. It's very low. It's very yeah. Low. yeah. And I agree that it's not tailored for us at least because like I'm not really that much of an anime person, but I have many friends who are, and they all really love the show. So I guess it has its own audience. Just yeah, I think, not us. I think it's just. I do appreciate how Star Wars Visions was trying to get different animators to create their own, like, idea and what they yeah. want for Star Wars. It's just, I think, that it was so diverse and separated from each other that it, it was hard to kind of relate and connect to because of how different every single animation episode yeah, was. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. um... It just it just felt like... And this was fine because I'm pretty sure it was hand-intended. It felt like nine... I think it was nine episodes? Yeah. yeah. Eight or nine, yeah. Somewhere it felt like eight or nine completely different stories which is what it's intended for mm. but for someone who likes um arcs and arcs and kind of coherence and an overlapping story in a mm. series that's kind of not what we were we were expecting the other thing about visions is that like you said how each episode is different and they all had their own animation companies mm-hmm. yeah i think the the series was meant to be more of a creative sort of thing like you know oh, the, yeah. the style the art style not really the story or the dialogue, but just how the the the, the start the art style and the um and the animation obviously which makes sense because it, they're all anime companies, so that's yeah. I guess it's also I think the only thing I can take from Star Wars Visions is also to help promote these 
um, yeah, companies who do this animation, animation yeah. in, into the more Star Wars universe, which might get their product and um, company out into the world a bit more. Yeah. So that's probably the best thing that Star Wars did for them. Hmm. Um, but moving on from our least anticipated, I think we should go on to our biggest potential to go wrong, which could be highly dangerous, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm going to start us off, and this might be a controversial decision. I personally believe that the series that has the biggest potential to go wrong is the Ahsoka series. And I'll explain why very briefly. I think from what I've heard, from all the rumours, from all the characters that are supposed to be appearing, from the way that the story is potentially leading towards, I just feel like it could lose focus of its titular character. If it loses focus of Ahsoka, the series won't land for me. If it's if it's going to be this Rebels mismatch, uh, mis- like combination with the characters from Rebels, I'm, and it loses focus of Ahsoka, I'm going to be a little bit upset. Uh, just to interject, I actually disagree with you on that one, Cooper, because I think it's like, I feel like it's going to be more like Andor, right? Not story writing or anything, but more in terms of the name of the show was Andor, but we met so many and followed so many different stories, and Rebels has such good development already. I think it's almost yeah. naive to think that it's only going to be focused on Ahsoka. It's, it, it can't be only focused on Ahsoka. It won't, do, it won't do the whole show justice, I believe. But Yeah, okay, but Ahsoka's a legacy character. Andor was in two projects. Exactly. Ahsoka's already had so much development throughout all her, her appearances. She's more wiser and more older Jedi now. We've almost seen her entire development through Clone Wars and Rebels and, and even books. I, I, be- I believe we have to start focusing on the new people from Rebels. I just think if the series is focusing on Ezra, Thrawn, Hera, Sabine and Ahsoka as main characters, it's going to be really difficult to be involved in a Ahsoka story because there's so much already going on and people are invested in what th- what's happening with Thrawn and Ezra. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't I can't jump on board with that opinion because I just I just think that look, if you've only focused it on one main character such as Ahsoka, it, it probably wouldn't have as much development and or interesting kind of arcs within the show. Rather than you two, I'm more of a on the fence sort of person about this subject because. Like I said earlier, I don't really have any expectations or know what the show is. So if if these are just rumours about Rebels and the show is solely about Ahsoka, yeah, that's cool. I don't know where they'll go with it, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. If if sorry, if Rebels, if the Rebels are in the show, I also think that would be really cool. I I love to see. I'd love to see what happened to them. I've mentioned a few times now. I'm quite a fan of Rebels, and I always wondered what happened to them since the end because you haven't really heard of those characters since. I was, yeah, that's a good actual point, Mark, because in the end, if it is just about Ahsoka or about Rebels, I, I think, I personally think they both couldn't like go wrong with the mm. amount of characters yeah. and development that has already occurred for them. Mm. I, th- that's only my opinion, but yeah. All right, well, what's your, what's your biggest potential to go wrong? Actually, my biggest potential to go wrong is even, I reckon, more controversial because I think Mando Season 3, that will be coming out March 1st, mm. because... From trailers, I know trailers are deceiving. They don't want to show the main plot. They don't want to spoil anything major. But I just really don't like how the the premise, again, is almost just him going to Mandalore to be another true... Uh, become a rejuvenated Mandalorian because he removed his hand. I just don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't really care for that storyline. And also, another controversial take here, I never really liked Bo-Katan. 
So I'm really not keen to see her be kind of like a roadblock, an obstacle for Din to get past and or eventually team up with. I just, I can't say that I'm overly excited for it. And I just really, I'm really not, I'm not potentially to go wrong. I'm more just worried to see what plotline they're going to do because I believe the first two seasons of Mandalorian, its weakest point was how generic and basic their plots were. I probably agree that Mandalorian... I wouldn't say if it has the biggest potential to go wrong, but I think there is some potential there because I I haven't really, you know, we don't know where, where the story's going, or at least I don't. Mm. Um, we haven't seen anything, like you said, from the trailers, and I think if there's too much hype and then there's, like, no... Not much outcome. Yeah, if there's not much of a story there then you know, it might be a bit of a slight letdown, mainly just because of the hype and the build-up. Mm, but exactly. if I could just add with that, you look at season two of The Mandalorian, like, there was so much hype around that season because it's like, oh, I've got to go find a Jedi. And you didn't know who you were going to come across. And then, look, we got Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Boba Fett, and Luke Skywalker, four massive names that we got to see in live action. It was awesome to see. So you can't really say... Oh, the hype. You can't it can't not live up to the hype. The people in charge of this show know what they're doing and they they're gonna deliver. Okay, Cooper, you kind of almost contradicted yourself in my in my opinion because you said there was the hype because they said they were going to find a Jedi. They're going to find a Jedi. Of course there's gonna be hype about that. This hype is literally him going to Mandalore to re to rebirth himself almost in the Mandalorian culture. That, I don't like that. I really I think that's a, that's, a, that's a very small plot that could be easily fixed in, like, two arcs, like, even. Or, like, like two episodes, not even yeah, an arc, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I know that they're probably hard in the major... Like, I know they had that one kind of line in a trailer where where the um the Dr. Pershing was like, this is, you know, something bigger and something something else is happening behind the scenes. But I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's just not... The hype is different. I think the hype is more just to see him come back with Grogu yeah. rather than the last one was hyped because... We got to see a Jedi and everyone had their theories about which Jedi and how they're going to do it. Are we going to see the homeworld of even Grogu and where Yoda came? You know what I mean? I think it was a complete different hype. I just don't want to see a repeat of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett where they were pretty big letdowns. Yeah, exactly. Especially Obi-Wan Kenobi. There was a huge hype about that. And Boba, with all the the possibilities of him being a bounty. But but uh, Din Djarin has become such a popular character that people are really excited to see the show and if it's a big letdown, well, that'll be pretty unfortunate. It's going to get a lot of people annoyed with uh, the Mm. project, especially, yeah. I just don't think that Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau are going to let that happen. I think they understand the world of Star Wars well enough. They understand the character and the legacy that they've already built with with a lot of the characters. I just, I don't think they're going to let it happen. I, I would agree with you normally on that. But then again, they also were the lead producers on Boba Fett. And they let Robert Rodriguez make that show quite appalling, in my opinion. Yeah, but they're... They're They're not as hands-on on on that project, I know. But they still got to oversee, and they could have interjected saying, why why is this story the one we're going to go with for Boba Fett? Okay, counter-argument. Like, Boba Fett was already an established character. There's a direction you've got to take him. Or you you can take him. Whereas Mando, you've got freedom to do whatever you want. He's, I know he's a bounty hunter. I know he's got a kid to take care of and whatever. But there's freedom for him. 
you you use the word established character. One in the movies, we only see him stand as a cold a cold body count bounty hunter, and in in and in the Clone Wars, all he was was just a rampant kid who just wanted to get revenge. Basically, he hasn't really had any development at all. It's more like there was so much lore and legends from from like old legends that they could have went with and can kind of continue. And they just went with the whole direction of of having a problematic character that was basically the same as Mandalorian. Then they had to kind of change his entire personality, which just didn't work with the, the story he was going with. I'm sure people will know this about your opinion already from your, your uh, recent video about Book of Boba Fett. Yes, that is very true. Anyway, well, like you were saying with um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, I, do, I, I have faith in them, so I'm just little erring on the side of caution as to what we've had in the past, but with these two... Usually everything has gone pretty pretty fine. I think how you said error on the side of caution is a perfect way to just kind of generalize my opinion basically about the Mandalorian, yeah. And you know what we've all we've said here today, they're all our opinions and it's what makes this show so great because we can almost argue about it and still be, you know, it's still it's still interesting to listen to and kind of go deeper into because we've we're just so strong about what we believe in and how we perceive Star Wars, and that's just yeah. What why we wanted to share it with you guys. All these all these discussions and even minor uh, confrontations, con- conflicts within these topics are not taken seriously. And in terms of we're not hating each other, we don't. No. We don't. And by the end of it, like as we see right now, we all have some sort of agreement and disagreement on everyone's topics. So yeah. it's it's just a way of just understanding someone else's bit perspective. Of fun debating. Yeah, it is. It is exactly. Anyway, so that about does it. A little bit of a shorter episode, but it's certainly interesting regardless of how sh- how long it is. So I think that about wraps it up for today. We've kind of covered what 2023 is looking like for us, for Star Wars, where, we're, where our heads are kind of at. Uh, so next week, what are we going to be looking at? I believe on the topic of our most recent uh, conversation is episodic breakdowns and thoughts about The Mandalorian, I think, begins. Oh, yes. Uh, That'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really fun to to see. Obviously, we haven't seen The Mandalorian in a couple of years. Actually, yeah, a couple of years, yeah. yeah. Mm. So it'll be good to see him, see his story continue. But yeah, for the moment, thanks for joining us and uh, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.